Okay, thank you for listening to the other stories hard to tell. In case you haven't, feel free to listen to them before or after this story. If you have already listened to my other stories, thank you. And I have more stories in store. So today, um, I will tell a story about how Ken C, who was a guy who was hitting on me, conned and stole from me. Please listen till the end. <laughs> Some time back when I was in uni, I was uh, experimenting on different scents and I always got attracted by the perfume Nude by Rihanna. So I had heard of so many recommendations and all that. So I saved up some money for for a university girl without her parents to give her money. Um, I had to save up to buy a legit perfume. So I saved up and it was roughly, I think, 13 to 15K. Yeah. So um, I saved up money and I knew I'll go and buy this perfume. So there's this uh, scent shop, fragrance shop. Yeah. There's this shop where I used to go and ask for it in TRM. So for those who don't know, TRM is Thicker Road Mall. It's a mall in Nairobi. Um, and... I used to frequent that shop because I had bought perfume there before and he promised that he'll have it in stock. So I used to go and check. So I didn't touch my money. Uh, I had to now just wait for the perfume to get there. So one day when it finally got there, the guy called me and told me it's there. But he's already kept one aside for me. So um, since he told me he reserved it, I didn't uh, go there in a hurry. So the next day I went with uh intentions of going back home with my perfume and i remember um when i got it i was so excited i actually opened and sprayed it on my wrists so i was so happy because finally i've gotten the scent i want so walking away um the 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 guy who used to sell the perfumes called me and told me hey, there's a guy who's uh, who's come here and he said that he was looking for you he knows you've been coming around here and he wants to pay for your perfume. So should I allow him? I said, yeah, definitely let him pay. Allah. <laughs> so um, in return, so that guy asked to talk to me. He took the phone and told me, oh, he likes me. He's been saying I've been going to the shop. Hmm. I don't know why this wasn't a red flag because that's just stalker behavior. And I remember he asked in return to get my number so that we can talk. And he said he will pay this guy the money. Then this guy should reverse my payment. And that's what happened. And yeah, I had my money back. But I was so happy and I really wanted to meet this guy. <laughs> I was a uni girl. Uh, money was a big factor to me. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um. So... This guy called me before I got home. I actually met him because I wasn't living too far from Thicker Road Mall. And I remember we met. Uh, he said, guy, he said hi. He said how he feels. He needs a chance and all that. So I gave him the green light. And I remember he was tall, dark, had an afro. He wasn't a very young 
guy he wasn't in uni i knew he he looked like somebody who was working but he wasn't old either so i gave this guy a chance and all that he used to treat me so nicely he'd um and also treat my best friend uh nicely and every time we met he'd take care of everything so money was not a problem one day when we were having lunch with my friend abby I remember he mentioned to her that um, for for him to teach her how to work from home and still earn, she had to come with a laptop so that he shows her, uh, like literally, the um, practical part. So he wanted to show her practically how it's done. And I remember that was also another red flag that we missed. So the date is either March 20th or September 22nd. I'm not so sure because I remember it was just one of the one of the days when the sun is directly overhead the equator. I think they're called equinoxes or something. But yeah, it was one of the dates either March 20th or September 22nd. So um I remember I had planned to go home uh, to my parents' home in Kitangela and Abby was with me so we were to go together to Kitengela so Kenzie called me and asked to see me he wanted to take me on a date and I remember um, telling him I can't because I needed to go to Kitengela and what he suggested was uh, I let him come pick me uh, he'll drive us to Kitengela we can choose a restaurant to either have lunch then he can drop us home as he goes back so i remember um, for me it was such a such a good deal and being a hot day we wore short shorts you see okay not booty shorts but they were short shorts and we were both plus size girls and i remember because i knew we'll be in a car there's no need for me to wear decently and it was hot so just that freedom of a plus size girl being able to wear shorts comfortably and not everybody staring at them. So I remember very well it was during that time and for us we had we were going to Kitengela for a sleepover so we also carried our clothes for going out our best. We carried two of my most expensive handbags then, one for me, one for Abby. We had our best shoes, our best perfumes because we knew we'll go out and we were really prepared for this so um in our handbags we had our keys um the wallets everything and i remember my house keys i'm the one who had the key and the only person who had my spare keys was abby so both of us have carried our keys right remember this because uh you will understand the impact of what happened so we're on our way from Thika Road heading to Kitengela. I remember we got to some place in Siokimao. There's a mall called Gateway Mall. Oh my god. Every day I pass there, I just remember this Kensi guy. And I remember since it was too hot, I, I said I wanted ice cream. And I remember this guy opening the compartment, uh, the one between the driver and the, and the shotgun. So I saw bundles of money and he asked me, how much do you need? So I only pulled one note and it was a thousand note. So a thousand shilling note. So I remember I just took that. 
remember in the car we also carried my laptop that laptop a cousin of mine from the uk had bought it for me and it was less than a month old and abby thought it was the right time for this guy to show her how she can work and earn from home also my brother had bought me a phone it was less than a week old which i was charging in this guy's car so when he gave me the money to buy the ice cream. I remember when I was um, alighting the car and Abby asked me, should I take you? And I told her, yeah, it's okay. So everything that we, uh, the, the only things that we had with us when we alighted the car was Abby's phone because she never leaves her phone anywhere. She always has her phone and the 1,000 shilling note. So everything in the car, uh, this guy has uh, dropped us to go buy ice cream as he waits for us so we get there we buy ice cream for everybody and we had some change left so we paid for it going back to the parking we looked we looked everywhere for this car we walked to the security guards we asked them have you guys uh, seen the guy who just dropped us um everybody said no 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 we went to the back side of the mall where there's another parking we asked he wasn't there so we didn't even think about the worst then. Then there's one person who told us, I think after you guys dropped, he left. He didn't even wait for a second. So I thought maybe something has happened and um, he has an emergency. So let me call him. So we tried calling him. He doesn't pick up. He doesn't pick up his phone. We call, we call, we call. He doesn't pick up. So we decided let's call my phone since it's inside the car. Um, he might pick if he sees it's Abby who's calling. So we call my phone, we call my phone, and it's also not getting picked. Then after a few tries, they both go Mteja. So it was uh, unavailable, sorry. So both Kenzie's phone and my phone are now Mteja, and there's no way we cannot get this guy. So our ice cream are melting. Our ice creams are melting already. Yani, now you can drink it. Then the fear of the worst came to our minds and we're thinking, have we just gotten stolen from? Because time had gone. I actually called my brothers and I told them uh, in a nutshell what has happened. One of my brothers said uh, they'll try and track him. So I sent him the number in my and my number but the other one was just laughing he couldn't believe what was happening so here we are um two plus size girls melting ice cream in short shorts outside a mall and we can't find the guy who dropped us so we realized uh nothing is going to change seems like the worst is happening so let's find our way home we can't go back to the crowd because of how we've we've, dress, we've dressed we can't go anywhere else we just have to go to kitangela actually it was near since we already entered Kimau. <sighs> let's not even talk about the cat calls you can imagine two plus size girls in short shorts and all we have is just the change from the ice cream we had gone to buy 
the touts were cut calling us people uh, motorbike people were cut calling us others were even insulting us we just had tears welling in our eyes but i don't think they dropped <laughs> because we were still in awe then we had each other so for us it was a bit better we got to kitengela town now my parents house from kitengela town you also have to take like a bike or uh, yeah you or take a bike or a tuk-tuk till there so <clears throat> i remember even the motorbike people refusing to carry us because of how we were dressed some of them wanted to touch us and touch our thighs it was just a horrible experience. You can imagine we're just from being conned and stolen from. Um, and we've lost so much. We didn't mean to dress like this if we knew the circumstances. But now men are they're, they're, they're like surrounding us and it was such a bad experience. So one motorbike guy decided to just carry us and just get us out of that chaos. And when we got home, I remember my my younger brother, he just saw us and started laughing. So imagine after that um, mixed emotions and all that happened to you, you, you get someone who's just laughing hard. And he just can't believe what happened to us. So at least he made us see like the, the lighter side of it. But what? It was crazy. It was crazy and I wouldn't want anybody to go through that. Yeah, it was really, really crazy. So we tried to follow up with the police after that. We got all those things they asked you to do. We went to the police station. We reported everything. They asked me for for the phones, I think, uh, some serial number for the laptop since I still had the box and all the details um, but nothing to no avail I've never heard about Kenzie I don't know if he died or he, if he's still alive I've never seen anybody like him in my life and some of the things that we had to deal with um, as consequences after our conning and stealing experience were it was hard to get into my house because I had a Solex padlock. I had lost one key. Abby had my spare key and I was the one who had my key. So since everything was gone, it was hard to get into the house. I had some cash in my bag because I had been given to go and pay for my rent. And coincidentally, that's the day that Kenzie steals from me. Um... So my, my, my house was closed, but I thank God we had somewhere to stay. But it was a crazy experience. Uh, it's really a story hard to tell in as much as it's funny. I know some of you are laughing at me and all that. I also laugh at myself. Me and Abby just can't imagine what happened to us. And <laughs> yeah, I want to share with you some lessons that I learned after this experience. So... The first lesson I learned is know where someone stays. And this is because I remember when he was hitting on me, he used to tell me, come to my house, come to my house. And for me, I was thinking, hmm, this guy just wants, yeah, and I'm not going to give him. So I used to refuse to go to his house till when the cops asked me, um, do you know where he stays? Can you take us to his house? And I was like, 
I wish I went even one day and just um <laughs> but at least I would have known where he stays. The second lesson is all that glitters is not gold. So this guy um was very glittery to my eyes. He had money. Uh he was providing for the flashy flashy life I wanted. He he treated me like a queen and all that yeah, all that glitter, but he wasn't gold. I don't think he's even the ghettoish stone alive. Uh, existing, sorry. <laughs> can see. Anyway, the third lesson uh, I learned is everyone can get conned even if you're from Nairobi. You see, most of the people say those who come from the rural areas are the ones who get conned easily in Nairobi. But trust me, even if you're born and raised in Nairobi, you will get conned. Both me and Abby have been born and raised in Nairobi, but see how we got conned. The fourth lesson I learned is always carry everything out of a car if that car is not yours if that car is not your family's even if you come inside that car with a suitcase if you want to buy credit from a kiosk and you have to get out of the car to buy the, the credit my friend carry your whole suitcase for me nowadays if um i don't know you so well and I'm in the car, I can't leave anything in that car. I'd rather look crazy with a duffel bag coming out, in and out of a car. But yeah, carry everything out when you're in somebody's car. Lastly, is I thank God that uh, Kenzie just told material things and he did not harm us. Because I remember sometime we were seated and we were talking about it with Abby and we thought, what if Abby remained in the car and he decided to maybe kidnap her and do something bad to her? So we remember saying that we appreciate that he stole things that we could um, replace. They're just material things. So as so long as none of us was harmed, it was just an experience. <laughs> I know some people have questions and... Maybe you're thinking some things aren't adding up. Feel free to send me the questions and I'll be able to answer. Whew. So that was my con story. Um, another story hard to tell. <laughs> Stay tuned for more stories.